Welcome to Getaway Car, the podcast hosted by two sisters discussing all the amazing places we've been lucky enough to travel. I'm Beanie. And I'm Katie. And I'm Josh. Join us each week as we break down each stop on the road trips we've taken. We'll tell you about all our favorite places, funny stories, mistakes we made, and everything that happens on one of our road trips. We'll make recommendations and ask for yours. Join us in the Getaway Car. Hi, friends. Welcome back to Getaway Car. Yo. Today, we are embarking on our next adventure. Leaving Seattle, we are driving off into the great unknown without Beanie to accompany us. I know. Sad day. I don't know how you guys survived. So we got a late start. We left the campsite that day around 11. Josh is not so much with the early morning wake up. (laughs) I'm okay once I get up. That is the challenge. (laughs) Getting out of bed is the hard part. So we started heading towards Olympic National Park, which is, I can't remember, but I think it was a couple hours from Seattle. That's where they hold the Olympics every year. (laughs) Fun fact. (laughs) Alternative trivia. Josh is just inventing his own fun fact. (laughs) (laughs) So we headed towards Olympic National Park, where they don't hold the Olympics any year. But still has lots of fun things to offer. Mm -hmm. We stopped for lunch along the way. We went to this place called Koto Teriyaki, I think, which was like right off the highway. And we're waiting in the lobby. And I had actually forgotten about this until we I went back through the road trip journal, but Josh made a note of it. So we're waiting for our food. We're like, okay, we're just going to eat in the car and get the road again. We're not going to stop for very long. And this super angry yellow jacket comes out of nowhere and stings me like four times. Yikes. So that's how we started the day. So no bueno. as soon as you leave us, things go to <laughs> shit. <laughs> Uh, doesn't the help bugs that, start attacking. Doesn't help that you're extremely allergic. Yeah. I'm not extremely allergic. Okay, yeah, like Nicole um, Culkin and my girl, that's extremely allergic. Yeah, I'm not extremely allergic. I am allergic, though, so I had to take some Benadryl. Benadryl makes me wacky, super wacky, and also knocks me out. So we have to modify our plans for the rest of the day because sometimes I'm okay to drive and sometimes I am not. <laughs> so we had to adjust the schedule a little bit. Yeah. That was our fun little adventure yeah. to start the day. But we did make it to the park. We arrived. We went through the visitor center, and then we... Our first stop was Hurricane Ridge. So a little bit about the layout of Olympic National Park. It's huge, mind-bogglingly huge. So we entered from the eastern part of the park. And there's basically this big ring that goes all the way around the park with little chutes that go in towards the center. But you can't drive right through the middle. It looks like, like it's 101. Yeah, I think. So you can take these little offshoots that go towards the center of the park, but you can't actually drive a car through mm. the, the middle. So we started at the visitor center, which is in the northern part of the park, up by like Port Angeles. And then we drove down into the Hurricane Ridge Visitor Center, which even in May was covered in snow. Little known fact, cold. Hurricane Ridge is where hurricanes are born. <laughs> That's where they all come from. Yeah. Little baby hurricanes come out of Hurricane Ridge the and they travel around. The storks come and pick them up and then they fly them off to their new yes. location. Exactly. That's so, how it got its name. We're just creating alternative history here. Yeah. This is my new thing. Wrong facts with Josh. Wrong facts with Josh. Yeah. Blatant False lies. False facts with Josh. Blatant lies with Josh. <laughs> Anyways. We're getting off subject. Hurricane Ridge is beautiful and mountainous and you can see out over the whole park. And there's a bunch of hiking trails that leave from there, but it was snowy and cold and i was zonked yeah so i'm not gonna go wandering off into the woods <laughs> it's very pretty i lose will not find my way back out and by this point you have learned that i love mountains yes yeah so we stood up there for a little bit and josh you know did his thing and trying to be one with nature yes. <laughs> one with the universe josh meditated on the on his love of mountains yeah so it was beautiful. we spent some time there it was really beautiful although i have seen some pictures of it in late summer early fall mm-hmm. when there's wildflowers and everything's oh, yeah. green and beautiful and it, it's stunning so yeah. i kind of i kind of want to go back when it's nice out oh no we'll have but, to go back and yeah. then beanie can go it was still yeah. nice out it's one of those things where it's you know 70 <laughs> on the ground like i mean you're down lower elevation and then we drove up into a, a different universe i, I would know. say it was probably <laughs> like 50s 
Is that how I remember correctly? On the uh, ground level or up top of the on, no, on the hurricane ridge. ridge? Yeah, that sounds about right. There was snow on the ground, but like it wasn't cold. cold. But I mean, this was May, right? Yeah. Just... Well, plus there's always that thing of visiting a national park at different seasons that you'll see different views. There, if right. you look at Yosemite, for instance, the pictures in any season are stunning. You just get yeah. a different experience. So it's, yeah. it's worth going back to the national parks at different times of the year to see them. Yeah. So we'll have to add that to our must-return list because mm-hmm. it was really pretty, but I would love to go back. Um, and so from there, we went to the next big stop. I think we, we stopped at Lake Crescent, which isn't an official stop on the park map, but we were just driving along. And so at a certain point, the highway runs right along the edge of this lake. And so we're driving, we're driving, and we come upon this lake, and we're just like, oh my God, this is gorgeous. This is mm-hmm. amazing. Like, this is so, so beautiful. So we pulled off. There was a little, like, overlook. kind of scenic area. Yeah, kind Kind of like, I don't, I don't even think it was a formal scenic area with parking. It was just this little nub sticking out into the water where yeah. you could get off. And there's a couple of trees and you could take some pictures. It was just so beautiful. Yeah. I don't even think that's officially part of the park, though, because the other side of it, when we were looking across the, the water, there's houses on the other side. Uh, it's on the park map and it looks like it's included in the park boundaries. It looks like, okay, so there's, it looks like Log Cabin Resort is on the other side. I could Fair. live in a log cabin in a national park. Their home right. says there's a store. So yeah, there's some civilization over here on the, on the other side, but I think it's still within the confines of the park. Gotcha. So. Yeah, there are, there are houses over there on the water, separated by quite a bit of wooded area between houses, and it's just like people want to be hermits and go there and you know, live on their own little portion of the lake. Uh, there might be some private homes in there. I don't know. Well, the other thing too is you know, up here, all the houses are so freaking close together. Every time you get waterfront property, so it's weird to see houses spaced out that much on waterfront property. And it's just, yeah, mm-hmm. oh, that's a New England thing. Everybody's packed in. So we took some really nice pictures at Crescent Lake, or Lake Crescent, I suppose. (laughs) And then we went, we did a little hiking trail, the Ancient Groves Trail. It's like a self-guided trail. They actually have a little pamphlet that you can pick up at the entrance that has information about it. And so you kind of know what you're looking at as you go through. So Bean, if you want to read us the little blurb from that pamphlet. Sure, it says, Today, Olympic National Park represents the most extensive reserve of temperate old-growth forests on Earth, with the old growth of Solduck Valley among the finest in the park. This trail provides a sampler of once-rich wilderness heritage. Trees that are centuries old mingle with moss-covered logs of their forebears. It's similar, at least in appearance, to some of the other parks that we've been to, like Redwoods and even, I would say, sections of Mount Rainier. Mm-hmm. That's got a lot of the really, really huge trees that are covered in moss and have that reddish tinge to the wood. Right, yeah. and they're pretty open. There's not a lot of dense shrubbery? No, not shrubbery. Oh, you mean when you get the canopy in the forest so there's not yeah, a lot of the forest the, floor the, so you can walk the around? The trees were, yeah, exactly. This, yeah. It's pretty, pretty flat. The trees were spaced out and they were tall and huge and straight mm-hmm. and pretty and it was just it was very cool. Yeah. One thing I remember about this park is everywhere you go, it's vastly different from other areas. Different sections of the park just look so much different from the other sections of the park. Yeah, so like Hurricane Ridge where we went is the mountainous cold section and then Lake Crescent is beautiful lake resort type. Mm-hmm. And then there's other sections. So there's like a beach towards the one end of the park that's got, you know, that dramatic West Coast, beautiful vistas with the beach and then the huge rock formations in the water. Mm-hmm. And then there's a section of the park in the center, the, the Ho, H-O-H, rainforest. That's actual rainforest environment where everything is like very, very lush and green and wet and rainforesty. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All of that within the same park is crazy. Yeah. Um, is the only rainforest in North America? I don't know where I heard that. Maybe it's the only <laughs> kind of a certain kind of rainforest. Wait, lies with Josh. Lies with Josh. <laughs> I'm going to set you up to fail. Anybody who's listening to this? You're going to repeat these blatantly false facts to somebody else and they're going to call you out on it? Someone's going to fail at Jeopardy because of you. Right, I'm going to get hate mail. If you know these facts to be untrue, please email Josh. Make sure you specifically address it to him because I take no responsibility for this. (laughs) Getawaycarpod at gmail.com. Email Josh and tell him how wrong he is. So we left the Ancient Groves Trail and we went 
to our next destination, which was Soul Duck Falls. So it's marked a couple different ways, and I'm still not sure what the correct spelling is because on half of the signs, it's spelled S-O-L-D-U-C. Mm-hmm. And then on the other half of the signs, it's spelled S-O-L-E-D-U-C-K. So whichever you prefer. Huh. But we did a short trail. I think it was a couple miles. We're hiking through the woods, and we're like, oh, this is really pretty, or it's really nice. Like, there's supposed to be this gorgeous waterfall at the end. And so we're going through, and we're like, walking. I feel like we should have come to the waterfall by <laughs> But this has been more than a mile. <laughs> just yeah. lost in the wilderness. Um, so we're just wandering, but it's like still really pretty and like the weather's still cooperating. So we're like, okay, we'll just roll with it. It's also hard to have a concept of distance when you're hiking through something. Yeah. Like it's not like walking straight, you know. It's so like twisty and turning and you're going up and down. And oh yeah, like, and I feel like taking your time and taking pictures or whatever, it feels like you've been walking a lot longer than you have. Yeah. yeah. So we're walking and so we come upon this waterfall and it's gorgeous. It's coming down the side of the hill and it's covered in all of these rocks that are all covered in this really, really bright green moss. And it's just really, really really pretty but it was just not size that we were it wasn't expecting. big it, 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 waterfalls a stretch it was water that was coming down like some trickling rocks. down yeah. over the rocks it so was we gorgeous like, but we were like it, but it looked like, like a little zen garden thing right <laughs> yeah so we were like this is really pretty but are these the falls maybe maybe we're here at the wrong time of year maybe other times it's it like really huge and gushing water everywhere and or maybe this isn't it maybe right. we should. So we're like well the trail keeps going we're just but we were convinced that that was the falls sort of because we're like we've definitely gone a mile and the sign said a mile and this should be it. And we clearly had not gone a mile. I think we weren't even half, we were like halfway there. No, we were more than halfway because it wasn't too much farther halfway from there. there. Um, also, we kept looking for bears because at the beginning of this trail, we saw a sign that said there had been bear sightings. Um, bears? We didn't find any though. We didn't find any bears, so, no. Which is you would have been mad a, if we found a bear without that's you. That's true. I'd be furious if I left and you immediately saw a bear. I'd be like, no! Like, Dare you? These are bad luck bear charms, right? I don't know if I want to see a bear in the wilderness. I feel like bears can. I want to see one of them. I just want to see from a distance. I just want like, hey, look, there's a bear. Right. Yeah. <laughs> you do your thing. I'm gonna do mine over yeah, here. Yeah. I don't want right. to like walk into one, but yeah, I'd like to see one. If you see a baby bear, just start running because mama's oh, somewhere yeah, close. Get away. <laughs> yeah. Back away. You know, we keep walking. We're you know on the lookout for bears. We're trying to make noise on the trail and all that good stuff that you're supposed to do so you don't startle them. And then we come upon the real Soldock Falls, which is much much bigger actual waterfalls. Because yeah. we came around the corner and saw that, and we're like, oh. Oh, that's it. This is what we were supposed to be this looking makes for. makes more sense. Yeah, so if you're hiking that trail and you come upon the little waterfall, keep going. That is not right. the one. <laughs> yes. So the actual waterfall is really cool. It's really, really tall. I don't know the actual height, but when you come upon it, it's very impressive. I think there's a person in one of your pictures, though. That yeah, that's true. Scale. We can post that one so you have some scale. Um, but it's a three-pronged waterfall at the top that combines into one cascade. Nice. And comes down very visually impressive. The way that the path is set up around the waterfall, it's kind of hard to get a good picture of the whole thing. Yeah. yeah. But we tried. So. There's a bridge that goes over it. Yeah. Nice. There's a bunch of logs that were trees. Tipped over and tipped over fallen and, yeah. into it. Mm-hmm. Very picturesque. Very cool. So it was worth it, even though we got disoriented and thought we had hiked more than a mile. We probably <laughs> had not. So we saw that. We took our pictures. We turned back around. And then our plan at that point was we were going to go to the beach, the next big stop on the loop around the park and then it the weather was starting to kind of turn and so we were like okay well it's looking kind of gross and then it started raining and i was like well maybe we should switch the plan and not camp for the night. maybe we should get a hotel yeah well then I, I don't remember exactly how it went down but i think we were getting frustrated and i think you were tired and i don't know our our tent was supposed to be waterproof <laughs> oh famous last yeah. words and i was like let's just oh, camp no. it'll be fine so we stopped at the campground so we're driving in it's getting very very dark you know the tree canopy and then like yeah. the clouds are rolling in and it's raining and it's pouring and like evening is coming on us so it's getting very dark so we had a hard time finding the campsite and then we finally found the campsite 
It was a very rough campsite. So our little tiny baby rental car is having a hard time getting over the roots and up oh, these little no. hills and everything was muddy and flooded. And so we're really on the struggle bus trying to <laughs> set up this tent in the dark. We can't Strugs get... to funk, as JVN would say. You can't turn the car in any sort of way where the headlights will shine on anything that is helpful. relevant or helpful. <laughs> so we're setting up with so a flashlight. So we're trying to set it up with a flashlight, which is not ideal. In oh, the pouring no. rain. In the pouring rain. We're so wet and cold and muddy. We well, and then finally... you're just mad at everything. Yeah, so no, like, oh. she's mad at me because she wanted to go to a hotel. <laughs> yeah, that too. So we finally get the tent set up, get the air mattresses in their room. We just go in there. We're like, okay, at least we're set up. Hopefully it will stop raining and tomorrow is another day and we'll just, we'll just deal. Right. Sleep on it. You'll feel so better in the morning. it poured all night and it was so loud and everything is dripping and that's all you can hear so yeah and normally i find the rain very soothing but this was not well when you're in a tent it's very difficult to discern what's inside your tent and what's outside of it yes also yeah. we were getting wet yeah so oh, no. we, i was getting I, into the tent i was gonna say when i when we woke up and i use that term very loosely because i don't think we slept at all went to put our feet off of the side of the air mattress and our entire tent was full of water oh, like no. full of like several inches of water um Nightmare. and so like Several inches might be a stretch. It was a lot of water. Any water inside your tent is too much water. We were floating a little. We were floating a little. Yeah, literally. Everything was in water. Like the whole, the bottom of the tent was clearly waterproof, except that the top of the tent was not, so it fell into the tent and then could not escape. So the water just collected on the inside of the tent. So we went rafting with our Oh my God. Yeah. So So if there's any tent companies out there with a really great waterproof tent that would love to sponsor us. Yeah. Please send one our way. Because this one clearly was not the one. (laughs) That just made me think, do you remember... The Parent Trap, the original one, where they put the, I don't know if she was the stepmom or the girlfriend, but they put her air mattress out in in the middle of the pond in the middle of the night. I just pictured you guys waking up in a pool of water. That's kind of what it looked like. Misery. I mean, at least you weren't out in the middle of a pond. Yeah. Could have been worse. So we wake up and we're like, oh my God, everything we own is soaking wet. We're cold. We're tired. Neither one of us slept. Like this we're is how just murders happen. I'm just saying. Miserable. So we're like, <laughs> said last. If you think I'm not keeping that noise. Yeah. That was in lieu of profanity. That was my choice. So we wake up and we're like, okay. We're going to go to the beach because we've been wanting to go to the beach. We couldn't make it to the beach last night. Mm-hmm. It's still super early because we woke up and we were like, well, obviously we're not sleeping. We're not sleeping in. No. It is the crack of dawn. Nothing is going to be open yet. So we're just going to go to the beach. We auto beach and then we're going to backtrack and go into Forks. Mm-hmm. So fun fact, both of those places are the places that are mentioned in the Twilight series. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I didn't realize uh, Forks was a real place. I thought she yeah, made it up. I thought so too, but no, apparently it's true. Like all the places that she talks about are real. Like she talks about Forks, she talks about Port Angeles, she talks about Rialto Beach, she talks about the reservation, the tribe, like all of the stuff, all of that is actually there and is real and it's huh. as she described it. Yeah. So inclined to give her a little more credit than I would. Yeah, it's more, more well-researched than I. She must be from the area or something like that. I mean, yeah, I she's know. got it. It's so specific. Before. I don't know, but I was surprised to find that it was actually pretty much as described because I read those yeah. two and I assumed it was a made-up place. Mm-hmm. So we went out to the beach super early in the morning, so like the light is just starting to come, you know, up over the beach. Super early in the morning. Yeah, everything <laughs> was like foggy and misty. We had the whole beach to ourselves because no other case people were going to be there. Because <laughs> who else goes to the beach that early in the morning? The water, yeah. It was nice. The water was pretty choppy, like because yeah, all the rain from the night before. And it just it was a very serene feeling place at that time. 
And there's it a lot of really down cool. trees. Yeah, know. there's a lot of like driftwood and like, yeah. you know, rocks around, but there's big open stretches of sand too. Oh, pretty. So the thing here um, I'm reading says Rialto Beach also features a tree graveyard with hundreds of tree trunks deposited by storms. Oh, yeah. wow. Yeah, and some of them are huge. Like, yeah. It's, it's pretty impressive. It's pretty cool. And it's got a little island off, off the coast with a little, you know, spit of land that, that goes out to the island. Yeah. Um, we actually considered walking along the little spit to go explore this island because it looked really cool. Yeah. But you could tell the way the waves were and the way the water was coming in. It was almost covering that little spit. Yeah. And I was yeah. like, I don't know if the tide's coming in or going out, but if we hike out to this little island... And then we, we might not around, be able to get back. <laughs> and that little spit is covered in water and we are stuck here for the next 12 hours. I'm not going to be a happy camper. Yeah. Let's make this day even more wet. And also, I think we went to it and it looked like it was going to be a lot closer than it was and then we got to a little spit of land and it was actually yeah. a lot farther away than we realized. Yeah, we started walking towards it and it was yeah. one of those things you just kept walking and walking and walking and it never looked any closer yeah. and we were like, okay, no. Optical illusion, yeah. Yeah, so. Uh, two tourists get stranded on islands. <laughs> Must be rescued by helicopter. I'd see you guys in the news and be like, God damn it, guys, I leave you for one day. <laughs> yeah. So it, it was a good experience, even though we were like, tired and cold and miserable. Like it, it was still, I'm glad we did it. It was, it was kind of a reset too from not sleeping the night before and then going to the beach and it's very peaceful and it was nice and it was windy, like this nice breeze. It was just, it kind of soothed the nervous a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then by the time that we were like looking at the clock and we're like, okay, something in the town has to be open yeah. now. And so we, we explored the beach. We got back in the car and we drove into Forks. Forks is the town from, mm-hmm. from Twilight. Yeah. Um, you we drive. covered in Twilight. Yeah. So you, you drive. <laughs> drive through and there's twilight displays in the windows and we saw the entrance to a camp or something that was like team edward team jacob and like, yeah there's all this stuff everywhere around. i wonder if they do like a twilight movie tour. i don't know if they filmed it there but if they did like a twilight movie tour of like here's all the places they talk about in the yeah. twilight books Probably. or i mean even if they don't anymore i'm sure they did right when the sure, yeah came sure out. it was it big some, for a while i'm sure it brought some tourism in yeah yeah know, people making their twilight pilgrimage if you will <laughs> it had like a cult following for a long time. Oh yeah, it still does. Like, it's quieter now, but it definitely still has. Yeah, like, the people town were obsessed. Just surges with like teenage girls, like teenage girls. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, I'm sure that was the primary demographic of those books. Yeah. Yeah. So we found the Forks Coffee Shop, mm-hmm. which is more of like a diner than what I would consider to be like a coffee shop. Yeah. And it was our saving grace. I swear to God. Like, <laughs> Love a tiny little diner. Oh my God. So we went in, and on the outside, it doesn't look that impressive. Like a little rundown. This does not look that promising, but we're going to take our chances. Yeah. Little hole in all um, places. That's where the best breakfast food is. Oh yeah. God, so we, oh, yeah. We went in, and oh my God, their pancakes are like bigger than dinner plates. They're huge, <laughs> and they're fluffy, and they're delicious, and I might be overselling this because it was, but I swear <laughs> to God, it was like the best breakfast I've had. On that particular day time. when you're wet and cold and miserable, and you get gigantic hot pancakes, I can imagine that would yeah. be it was a amazing. great day. And they were definitely like huge portions. The waitress was really sweet. Yeah, the people there were great. Yeah, all the people there were like these burly, plaid wearing, like... grizzled <laughs> old dudes. You know, like I feel like most of them were lumberjacks. Yeah, it's like know, but... Bella's dad in Twilight is that kind of guy. He's the flannel wearing, shotgun toting, yeah. mustached guy. So I'm sure all of these big grizzled men are just like, <laughs> you know, are, are thrilled that their town's associated with a Twilight. Twilight. Yeah. Book, you know? Yeah. A very comfortable, easy atmosphere. Like, you could just tell every person in there 
goes there for breakfast multiple days a week, yeah, multiple times. Like, I think there's a diner in the, I don't know if it's in the books or the movies, but I feel like there's a diner that Belle and her dad go to. That's the maybe, diner. Maybe, it's probably yeah. the diner. Maybe. I wonder if they... The one diner in all the four. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was just, you could tell, like, they, they go there all the time. They all, The waitress knew everybody. They knew, they all knew the waitress. It was exactly it's what It's going to be the kind of place where everybody knows everybody. Yeah. In a town that small. How could a little not? small town hospitality on a cold, wet day. Oh, the town is so great. four square miles on the population of 3,828 people. Yeah, it's tiny. That's more than I expected, though. Their yeah. primary export is forks. <laughs> False facts with Josh. <laughs> Blatant lies with Josh. I like so, that segment. <laughs> Huge forks manufacturing in forks. Yep, yep, That's sounds right. Forks. Why else would they be called forks? All <laughs> the forks in the world are made there. Yeah, okay. yep. It's like Hurricane Ridge. <laughs> Needless to say, it was a good reset for the day. It, like, finally, like, made everything better. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we were like, okay, now I feel equipped to, like, move forward with my day and not be a miserable human being. So <laughs> Yay, thank I'm you, a llama again. I'm a llama again. Thank you. You saved my sanity, and I appreciate you forever. Mm-hmm. So we left from breakfast, and we decided to like, continue our voyage. We got back on 101, that highway that goes all the way around Olympic. Mm-hmm. So it kind of loops out from Olympic into Forks and then like loops back in. Mm-hmm. So we continued the loop back in towards the middle, went to the Ho Rainforest Visitor Center next. So that's kind of a little prong that sticks out sort of towards the middle of the park. It's supposed to be this really gorgeous like rainforest environment that's very, very different from the other parts of the park. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was raining again by the time we got there. It was raining in the rainforest? I know. Does <laughs> that there? What? So we walked through the visitor center and we were like debating, should we do a hike? Not do a hike. Like we're coming here for the hike. <laughs> you just yeah. got dry and you're like, do we go out in the rain? <laughs> yeah. So we like debated for a little while. We walked through the visitor center and we were just like, you know what? I just, I can't. Yeah. I can't right now. <laughs> I'm holding on um, to my sanity by a thread that yeah. was given to me by pancakes and I'm not ready to let it go yet. Yeah. The so. visitor center, if I remember correctly, was actually pretty nice though because it had a lot of displays and stuff about the local wildlife and, and the... Oh, the National cool. Park Service does a really nice job. Yeah. It was almost like a, music, like a little museum. But yeah. So that, that was nice and we would have liked to explore the area because like, it is a really cool and really unique little environment, but... Yeah. There's yeah. only so much rain you can take in a day. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> when you so. wake up wet, you're over it very you quickly. You're getting dry. We don't want to. Yeah. <laughs> we're not backpedaling to be wet again. Yeah. yeah. So we decided to just cut our losses and head towards our next destination. So we drove down the Washington and Oregon coast for a while. And even though it was like rainy and overcast, like that is a really beautiful drive. So we got some beautiful that, yeah. sights yeah. along the way. And then I think like we just got kind of close to where our next planned destination was and we ended up stopping for the night and ended up in Seaside, Oregon, which is a little like coastal town. Yeah. I wanted to um, camp again, but Katie said no. I wonder why. I'm such a like How weird. Ripper, I mean, road trip ruiner. Just a dictator, really. Yeah. <laughs> She's a dictator. <laughs> So we checked into the city center motel. Uh, we didn't have super high hopes for it because motels tend to be very hit or miss in terms of quality. Yeah, it's a roll of dice. But it ended up being really nice. Thank God. Good. It wasn't um, a Bakersfield situation. Well, yeah. Our expectations were low and we were also just thrilled to get out of wet clothes. You're like a warm, dry room. Right. Yeah, but no, like we walked in and it was like was nice really and it was clean and like, oh, thank God, like we're just going to like hole up here for a while. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It so this really is home nice. base. Yeah. It was nice. Yeah. yeah. We unloaded literally every single thing out of the car because everything by that point was damp and or musty and or Yeah. Smelly. Wet or just, smelling like it. Yeah. So we literally like spent, I think we ordered pizza and like yeah. watched movies and just changed into the hotel bathrooms, which I've never done before because hotel <laughs> bathrooms sketch me out. Yeah. But 
We literally washed every single thing we owned. Yeah, you're like, yes. I just want to put on something dry, and currently none of my own clothes are. Yeah. So we just hold up and had a night in with pizza and movies and laundry. Yeah. And sometimes and that's exactly sleep. what you need. Yeah. And yeah. we actually slept in, like, real beds with covers and dryness. Yeah. So. Yeah, no water on the floor. So, yeah. So that was how we wrapped up that disaster of a day. Yeah. <laughs> Fair enough. So, mistakes were made for this section. I think I'm just going to read off my, my written summary of this, mm-hmm. um, where I said all in caps, everything is wet all the time. We are no longer magical weather fairies, and the Pacific Northwest is running true to form. So, I'm the magical weather fairy is you what we are learned from this section. Fairy. Yeah, after you left, it was much You're the magical weather fairy, terrible. or I'm the weather fucker ever. <laughs> anyway, that's how we wrapped up that yeah. day. Do you want to tease what's coming next week? Next week... We're going to a spot that you'll like if you're a fan of the movie The Goonies. Ooh. All right. Well, you'll have to come back next week and find out what Josh is talking about. And until next time, enjoy your ride in the getaway car. Bye. Bye. Bye.